Section eight of The Wise of Cooking by Janet Mackenzie Hill. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Betty B. Breads. Four of the simplest ingredients in the culinary laboratory flour, salt, liquid, and yeast enter into the composition of a loaf of bread. Yet the changes through which these materials pass before a finished loaf is evolved are the most complicated in all cookery all the foodstuffs are found in bread which if well made has high nutritive value the liquid used in bread may be milk or water or a portion of each milk increases the nutritive value of the loaf the protein in flour is in the form of gluten and while elasticity is a property of all proteins the gluten in wheat possesses this property in marked degree this strong elastic gluten makes a good framework to retain the air and carbon dioxide and renders wheat the ideal grain for bread making the protein in oats and corn are deficient in this property and when used in bread making are combined with wheat wheat and flour vary greatly in the quantity of gluten present even the same variety of wheat will vary from season to season also in connection with the kind of wheat the time of planting affects the quantity and quality of the gluten spring wheat sown in the spring and harvested the same season contains more protein and consequently more gluten than winter wheat sown in the fall and harvested in the early part of the next summer flour from spring wheat rich in gluten is well adapted to bread making and is known as bread flour it is creamy in color granular to the touch and passes through a sieve easily a slight jar sends it through flour from winter wheat is whiter in color and soft to the touch if a quantity be crushed in the hand it will retain the impress of the lines in the hand it tastes sweet for what it lacks in gluten is made up in starch it is adapted to the making of cake and pastry articles foods in which delicacy rather than strength is sought such flour is known as pastry flour wise of bread making one why use bread flour in all yeast mixtures answer it costs less to use bread flour for yeast mixtures than it does to use pastry flour less flour is required in making bread flour is added to liquid to make a dough stiff enough to knead the liquid will take up a smaller measure of bread flour than of pastry flour bread flour contains a higher percentage of protein gluten than does pastry flour it is an advantage to get considerable protein from bread gluten also has the property of elasticity and by its stretching makes a tough framework to hold up the cellular structure of the loaf two why use milk in mixing bread answer the bread is more nutritious when milk is used milk being a protein or tissue builder the spongy texture is preferred by some three why use water in mixing bread answer water is cheaper the bread keeps moist longer than when milk is used the texture of the bread is preferred by some four why not soften yeast in boiling hot water answer boiling water poured over a sprouting seed or young plant would destroy its life the vitality of a yeast cake which is a collection of plants massed together would be destroyed just as certainly if it be mixed with boiling water yeast plants bear cold better than heat and may be kept alive some days in a refrigerator five 
why soften a yeast cake in a small measure of liquid answer a yeast cake may be mixed thoroughly through a small measure of liquid if added directly to the full measure of liquid to be used it often fails of being distributed evenly through the dough six why add flour to liquid rather than liquid to flour answer the measure of liquid decides the number and size of the loaves the measure of flour largely decides the texture of the loaf one cupful of liquid makes a loaf of bread for a brick loaf pan of ordinary size seven why mix bread dough in an earthen bowl answer an earthen bowl holds warmth longer than a metal receptacle also from metal receptacles the knife used in mixing would be liable to scrape metal into the dough eight why mix bread dough with a knife answer a dough is too heavy for beating it is mixed by being turned over and over and by cutting down through it for such motions a knife not too flexible is the implement most easily used nine is it better to mix bread at night answer bread mixed at night is ready to shape into loaves the first thing in the morning and may be baked immediately after breakfast by-products of fermentation which give a characteristic sweetness to bread are generated during the long process the cost of yeast is less because one yeast cake will make six loaves of bread or its equivalent in bread and biscuit ten why mix in the morning answer the dough may be watched and kept in good condition eleven why knead bread dough answer bread dough is kneaded the first time to distribute the ingredients evenly through the mass to give body to the dough to bring out the elasticity of the gluten in the flour and to make the mixture smooth the second kneading is to break up the large cavities caused by gas bubbles and to make the texture uniform and fine twelve why use shortening crisco in bread answer shortening makes tender bread thirteen why shape the dough for brick loaf pan in two rounds answer a loaf of bread baked in two rounds gives slices of a nearly uniform size if doubt is felt as to the degree of baking the loaf may be split apart at the centre and the condition noted if properly baked the crumb will rebound under pressure fourteen why bake bread in small loaves answer bread is baked in small loaves that it may be baked through to the very centre of the loaf in a small loaf the proportion of crust to crumb is greater than in a large loaf fifteen why is a large proportion of crust desirable answer on account of the higher degree dry heat to which the crust is subjected the starch in composition is changed to dextrin which is more easily digested than starch some probably most of the starch in the crust has been changed by the dry heat moisture keeps the heat down at the center of the loaf to dextrin dextrin is soluble in water starch is not and is thus partially digested many people do not digest starch readily the crust would correspond to toast in toast the moisture is first dried out slowly then the bread is put over strong heat which changes the starch on the surface to dextrin that is more easily digested sixteen why bake bread thoroughly answer bread is baked to kill the yeast plants which have served their purpose to drive off the alcohol and carbon dioxide gas and to harden the cell walls 
it should also be well baked to ensure its keeping in good condition seventeen why is yeast used in bread making answer yeast is used in bread making to make the bread light and porous and thus easily masticated and to allow the digestive fluids to penetrate it readily eighteen why does yeast make bread light answer commercial yeast is a collection of yeast plants in a state of rest provide them with moisture warmth and the food they like present in flour the plant will grow and multiply as the plant feed they cause the sugar in composition to be broken up and bubbles of gas and alcohol are formed the sticky gluten of the flour holds the bubbles and causes the mass to swell or rise nineteen what is the difference between a quick medium or slow oven and the effects of same answer heat indicators set into oven doors of some cooking ranges are a guide to the heat of the oven and of great help in baking they do not register heat in degrees with a hand on the dial at twelve o'clock the heat is right for cake in small tins layers or thin loaves pies bread etc with the hand at any point before twelve o'clock the heat is moderate to slow according to the distance from twelve o'clock with the hand at a point beyond twelve o'clock the oven is hot or very hot according to the distance beyond that point with the thermometer bread pies and plain cake should be set to bake at three hundred eighty degrees fahrenheit or when a bit of white paper dropped into the oven will become a delicate brown in five minutes for biscuits muffins or small cakes the paper should become a deep golden brown in five minutes with the oven in this latter condition the thermometer would register four hundred forty degrees fahrenheit twenty why not hurry bread and rolls in the second rising answer the shapes given to bread and rolls are retained more perfectly if the rising be natural and uniform twenty one why wash and crisco the bowl in which dough for rolls as parker house is set to rise answer if the bowl be thus treated and the dough when well risen is not kept down or disturbed in any way it may be turned upside down on a lightly floured board and rolled into a thin sheet with very few movements of the rolling pin also when cut into rounds and folded the rolls will hold their shape without flying back twenty two why are southern beaten biscuit considered a wholesome article of food answer beaten biscuit are mixed very stiff but very little shortening or liquid being used they are lightened by air that is beaten into them and when baked are dry to be swallowed readily they must be masticated for some time and this ensures digestion twenty three why are cornmeal rye meal or graham muffins baked in a hot iron muffin pan considered more wholesome than the same mixture baked in a sheet and cut into squares answer the whole surface of each muffin is crusty and much of it has been changed by heat to dextrin and this is the first step in digestion also being crusty the muffin is liable to be more thoroughly masticated than the softer product baked in a sheet this is further gain twenty four why do we use baking powder in muffins biscuits griddle cakes waffles cake etc answer baking powder is used in flour mixtures to make them light digestion is the first step in the change of food to produce body substance or energy and food that is light is easily penetrated by the digestive fluids twenty five 
why does baking powder make certain foods light answer baking powder is a mixture of an acid and an alkaline carbonate mixed with a starch to separate the two ingredients where these two are dissolved together a chemical action takes place and a gas is given off if this action takes place in a moist flour mixture the mass is lightened thereby twenty six why are sour milk and carbonate of soda and acid molasses and soda not as satisfactory means of generating gas for lightening dough as baking powder answer both sour milk and molasses vary so much in acidity from time to time that it is not easy to determine the quantity of soda to use if too little is taken gas enough to make the mixture light will not be evolved and if too much is taken there will not be enough acid to neutralize it and the food will be yellow and unwholesome recipes two loaves white bread one-third cake compressed yeast at night one-half cupful water two cupfuls scalded milk or half milk and half water two tablespoonfuls crisco two tablespoonfuls sugar one teaspoonful salt about seven cupfuls flour to the milk or milk and water add the crisco sugar and salt when lukewarm add the yeast mixed with the half cupful of liquid and the flour use an earthen bowl and mix with a knife to a dough knead until elastic let rise in a temperature of about seventy five degrees fahrenheit the shelf over the stove is not a suitable place when doubled in bulk shape into two loaves when again light bake about one hour to mix in the morning use one whole yeast cake noisette bread one cake compressed yeast one fourth cupful lukewarm water one cupful scalded milk one tablespoonful crisco one half teaspoonful salt two tablespoonfuls molasses one cupful or less noisette or filbert meats left whole one half cupful white flour three cupfuls or more whole wheat flour mix the yeast with the water to the milk add the crisco molasses salt and nut meats and when lukewarm add the yeast and flour and mix to a dough knead until smooth and elastic let rise until doubled in bulk shape into a loaf when again light bake one hour without the nuts this is good plain whole wheat bread to mix at night use one-third cake compressed yeast quick yeast rolls one cupful scalded milk one quarter cupful crisco one level tablespoonful sugar one half teaspoonful salt one cake compressed yeast one quarter cupful lukewarm water bread flour for soft dough about four cupfuls add the crisco sugar and salt to the scalded milk when lukewarm add the yeast mixed with the water and stir in the flour do not mix the dough stiff enough to knead mix cut and turn over and over with a knife cover and set aside to become light with criscoed fingers pull off bits of the dough of the same size and work it into smooth balls set these some distance apart in criscoed pans that they may be crusty and when again light bake about half an hour rye meal bread one cake compressed yeast one half cupful lukewarm water one and one quarter cupful scalded milk one third cupful molasses two tablespoonfuls crisco one teaspoonful salt one and one half cupfuls bread flour one and one half cupfuls graham flour one cupful rye meal soften yeast in water to milk add molasses crisco and salt 
when lukewarm add yeast mixed through water stir in the flour and meal sift flour and meal first have dough quite stiff but not enough to knead cover and let stand until double in bulk cut down and turn into bread pan size of brick loaf when again light bake one hour quick sally lunn one cake compressed yeast one fourth cupful scalded and cooled milk one cupful scalded milk two tablespoonfuls crisco one half teaspoonful salt two tablespoonfuls sugar one egg beaten light two and one quarter cupfuls bread flour mix the yeast with the one fourth cupful of milk add the crisco salt and sugar to the hot milk and when cool to lukewarm add the milk and yeast the egg and the flour beat until smooth and turn into a criscoed pan about ten by five and a half inches let stand covered and out of draughts until nearly doubled in bulk brush over the top with melted crisco dredge with granulated sugar and bake about twenty-five minutes serve hot or when cold cut in slices and toast squash buns one-third cake compressed yeast one-half cupful lukewarm water one-half cupful scalded milk one-half cupful cooked squash one-quarter cupful brown sugar one-half teaspoonful salt one-quarter cupful melted crisco about three cupfuls bread flour one tablespoonful cornstarch three tablespoonfuls cold water one-half cupful or more boiling water granulated sugar soften yeast in water add milk squash sugar salt crisco and flour mix to a soft dough knead nearly ten minutes using no more flour than necessary set in a clean criscoed bowl cover and let stand overnight when the mixture should have doubled in bulk turn upside down on a floured board roll into a sheet nearly an inch thick dip a cutter in flour and cut into rounds set close together in a baking pan brushing the surfaces that come in contact with melted crisco when very light doubled in bulk bake about half an hour mix the cornstarch with cold water add the boiling water stir until boiling let simmer until the buns are baked brush with the starch dredge with sugar set into the oven until the sugar melts and glazes the buns individual chicken pies one quarter cupful crisco one quarter cupful flour one half teaspoonful salt one quarter teaspoonful paprika one cupful thin cream one cupful chicken broth two and a half cupfuls cooked chicken in cubes melt the crisco in it cook the flour and seasonings add the cream and broth and stir until bubbly add the chicken and let become very hot turn into individual dishes glass or crockery set above the chicken in each dish three or four hot baking powder biscuit about an inch and a quarter in diameter serve at once cooked celery in quarter inch slices may replace part of the chicken baking powder biscuit two cupfuls pastry flour three teaspoonfuls baking powder one teaspoonful salt three tablespoonfuls crisco about three-quarter cupful milk or water sift the dry ingredients together twice and cut in the crisco with two knives add the milk gradually and mix to a dough that cleans the bowl turn the dough on a floured board roll with a knife to coat with flour knead slightly then pat and roll into a sheet half an inch thick cut in rounds set in crisco tin and brush over the biscuits with melted crisco bake about fifteen minutes 
potato biscuit one and one half cupfuls pastry flour three teaspoonfuls baking powder one half teaspoonful salt one cupful mashed potato one fourth cupful crisco milk as needed sift together the flour baking powder and salt add the potato pressed through a ricer cut in the crisco then use milk as needed to mix a dough that cleans the bowl turn on a floured board with the knife to coat with flour knead slightly then pat and roll into a sheet cut in rounds and bake about fifteen minutes in quick oven nut and fruit rolls three cupfuls pastry flour five teaspoonfuls baking powder three-quarter teaspoonful salt one-third cupful crisco one egg beaten light three-quarters cupful milk nearly one tablespoonful softened crisco one-third cupful dried currants one-third cupful nut meats broken in pieces two tablespoonfuls sugar one teaspoonful cinnamon if desired sift together the dry ingredients twice and with two knives cut in the crisco add part of the milk to the egg and use in mixing the dry ingredients to a dough that cleans the bowl use more of the milk as is required turn the dough on a floured board roll to coat lightly with flour knead and roll into a rectangular sheet one-third an inch thick spread with the softened crisco sprinkle over the other ingredients and roll compactly as a jelly roll cut in pieces an inch and a half long set on end close together in a criscoed pan bake about twenty five minutes chicken roly-poly two cupfuls pastry flour three teaspoonfuls baking powder one half teaspoonful salt one quarter cupful crisco one egg beaten light two-thirds cupful milk about one and one half cupfuls chopped chicken one half cupful chicken gravy or cream sauce one quarter cupful crisco one quarter cupful flour one half teaspoonful salt one quarter teaspoonful black pepper two cupfuls chicken broth make a biscuit dough of the ingredients in the first column and roll into a rectangular sheet one-fourth an inch thick mix the chicken with the half cupful of sauce and spread over the dough roll compactly like a jelly roll and set into a baking pan brush over with a little of the egg reserved for the purpose bake about twenty minutes serve cut in pieces with a sauce made of the crisco flour seasonings and broth ham lamb or veal may be used in the same way philadelphia butter buns one cake compressed yeast one quarter cupful water one cupful scalded milk one and one half cupfuls bread flour one quarter cupful granulated sugar one quarter cupful crisco melted two egg yolks one teaspoonful salt grated rind one lemon flour for dough three to four tablespoonfuls softened crisco three-quarter cupful brown sugar one tablespoonful cinnamon one-half cupful currants or raisins make a sponge of the first four ingredients when light add the sugar crisco egg yolk salt rind and flour about three cupfuls of flour will be required knead until smooth and elastic cover close and set aside to become doubled in bulk turn upside down on a board roll into a rectangular sheet spread with softened crisco dredge with one or two tablespoonfuls of the sugar and the cinnamon then sprinkle with the fruit and roll as a jelly roll cut into pieces about an inch and a quarter long the dough will make sixteen buns 
put three tablespoonfuls of crisco into a pan seven by ten inches sprinkle in the rest of the brown sugar set the buns on the sugar and let become light bake in a moderate oven turn upside down the sugar and crisco should glaze the bottom of the buns serve with coffee or cocoa these are good reheated quick nut bread two cupfuls pastry flour one cupful graham flour one teaspoonful salt one cupful sugar five teaspoonfuls baking powder one cupful chopped nut meats two tablespoonfuls melted crisco one egg beaten light one cupful water sift together the first five ingredients add the nuts the crisco and the egg mixed with the water and stir all together turn into a criscoed bread pan and let stand fifteen minutes bake three quarters of an hour apple dumpling fill a pudding dish with pared quartered and cored apples cut in slices prepare the dough as given on page sixty two for strawberry shortcake sprinkle half a teaspoonful of salt and one-fourth a cupful of hot water over the apples then over them spread the dough let bake in a moderate oven about half an hour turn upside down on a serving dish and serve at once with butter and sugar or maple syrup sliced peaches make a good dumpling cornmeal griddle cakes one cupful sweet milk one half cupful cornmeal two-thirds cupful white flour two and one half teaspoonfuls baking powder one quarter teaspoonful salt one tablespoonful sugar one egg beaten light two tablespoonfuls melted crisco at night scald the milk and pour over the cornmeal mix cover and let stand overnight sift together the rest of the dry ingredients and add to the meal with the egg and crisco mix and bake on a hot criscoed griddle when the cakes are full of bubbles turn to brown the other side more milk may be needed in the morning rich graham muffins one half cupful crisco three quarter cupful sugar two eggs beaten light one quarter teaspoonful soda one half cupful thick sour milk one cupful white flour one cupful graham flour two teaspoonfuls baking powder one half teaspoonful salt cream the crisco beat in the sugar and the eggs sift the soda into the sour milk mix thoroughly and add to the first mixture sift together the white flour the graham flour baking powder and salt and stir into the liquid bake in a hot well criscoed muffin pan about twenty five minutes white muffins two cupfuls sifted pastry flour four teaspoonfuls baking powder three quarter teaspoonful salt one fourth cupful sugar if desired one egg beaten light one cupful milk about four tablespoonfuls crisco melted sift together the first four ingredients twice add the milk to the beaten egg and stir into the dry ingredients beat in the crisco bake in a hot well criscoed cast iron pan about twenty five minutes for a change figs or dates cut in small pieces may be mixed through the dry ingredients before the liquid is added meat pie biscuit crust use remnants of roast beef lamb or veal or broiled steak remove all unedible portions from the meat cover with a broth made from the bones and trimmings covered with cold water and a few slices of onion carrot celery and parsley leaves and let simmer until tender skim the meat about a quart into a baking dish stir one-third a cupful of flour three-fourths a teaspoonful of salt 
half a teaspoonful of pepper and half a cupful of cold water to a smooth paste then add to the hot broth three cupfuls and stir until boiling pour part of this sauce over the meat reserve the rest to serve in a bowl for the crust sift together three cupfuls of flour five teaspoonfuls of baking powder and three-fourths a teaspoonful of salt cut in one-third a cupful of crisco and mix to a dough with milk knead slightly roll into a sheet to fit the baking dish which should be broad and shallow rather than deep cut several slits in the top and set it above the meat resting on the edge of the dish rubbed over with crisco brush over the top of the crust with melted crisco or beaten egg that it may bake to a rich brown bake about half an hour for a higher flavored dish add to the sauce two tablespoonfuls of worcestershire sauce tomato or mushroom ketchup or chili sauce one-fourth a cupful of dried mushrooms soaked in cold water may also be added to the meat soft cornbread one quart milk one cupful white cornmeal one teaspoonful salt two teaspoonfuls crisco one egg beaten light two tablespoonfuls baking powder scald the milk in a double boiler when the milk is scalded and the water in the lower dish is boiling gradually stir the cornmeal into the milk continue to stir until the mixture thickens slightly then cover and let cook stirring occasionally for two hours beat in the salt crisco egg and baking powder and turn into a well criscoed baking dish suitable for the table bake about one hour serve hot from the dish this is often called spoon cornbread as it is soft and served with a spoon good for either luncheon or dinner honey cookies one half cupful crisco three-quarter cupful granulated sugar one half cupful honey grated rind one lemon one egg and one yolk three cupfuls or more of flour four teaspoonfuls baking powder one teaspoonful salt chopped almonds about twelve one egg white and granulated sugar for glazing beat the crisco to a cream and gradually beat in the sugar and the honey add the lemon rind the egg and yolk beaten together and the flour sifted with the baking powder and salt and mix to a dough that may be kneaded more flour may be required knead a portion of the dough on a floured board roll into a thin sheet and cut into rounds rub over the baking pan with crisco set the cookies in place brush them with the egg white reserved for the purpose and slightly beaten then sprinkle with the chopped nuts dredge with sugar and bake to an amber color tea scones two cupfuls pastry flour two tablespoonfuls sugar one teaspoonful salt four teaspoonfuls baking powder three tablespoonfuls crisco one egg beaten light one half to two-thirds cupful milk sugar for dredging sift together the dry ingredients twice and work in the crisco with two knives add the half cupful of milk to the egg and gradually use in mixing a dough use more milk if needed turn on a floured board knead slightly pat and roll into a sheet cut into rounds set in criscoed tin brush over with melted crisco and dredge with sugar bake about fifteen minutes serve with tea or cocoa whole wheat muffins one cupful white flour one cupful entire wheat flour two tablespoonfuls sugar one half teaspoonful salt four teaspoonfuls baking powder one egg one and one quarter cupfuls milk three tablespoonfuls melted crisco sift together all the dry ingredients 
add the well-beaten egg milk and melted crisco beat thoroughly and bake about twenty-five minutes in a hot criscoed iron muffin pan rice griddle cakes one half cupful rice washed one teaspoonful salt three cupfuls boiling water one and one half cupfuls cooked rice two egg yolks beaten light one cupful flour two teaspoonfuls baking powder one half teaspoonful salt two tablespoonfuls melted crisco two egg whites beaten light add the salt to the boiling water and in it cook the rice till tender then press through a potato ricer or sieve to one cupful and a half of rice pulp add the yolks and the dry ingredients and mix thoroughly add the crisco and whites beat together and bake at once on a hot well criscoed griddle end of section eight